No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 90, the Psalm of Moses. He considers God's eternal nature and man's brief life. He prays that God will teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Moses was a unique man of God. In fact, the Lord said of him in Numbers 12, 6, If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions. I would speak to them in dreams. But not with my servant Moses of all my house. He is the one I trust. I speak to him face to face, clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. Moses spent 40 days with the Lord alone on Mount Sinai on two occasions. He met with God regularly in the tent of meeting, and afterwards, his face literally glowed. Therefore, I think Moses is worth listening to. He wrote Psalm 90, and it's the oldest psalm. Now, when did he write this? It is likely that he wrote it sometime after coming to Kadesh Barnea the first time where the children of Israel failed to go into the promised land because of their unbelief. As a result, everyone 20 years old and above would die in the wilderness. Then after this, Miriam, Moses' sister, died. Then Moses sinned by striking the rock and misrepresenting God, and he was told that he couldn't go into the promised land. And then Aaron died. For 40 years, Moses watched a funeral march through the desert until that entire generation of adults that left Egypt had perished in the wilderness. This would account for the melancholy nature of this psalm that has multiple references to God's anger and man's death. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Moses, the man who met with God in a tent, spoke of him being a dwelling place or a tent for every generation. We can abide in him always. We have also found this home in Christ. Jesus said in John 15, 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. What a sweet place we have in the Lord. Now, God is the God from everlasting to everlasting. There is no point in eternity past where God is not. Likewise, as far as our minds can conceive in the future, there God is. We may not be able to fully understand the everlasting nature of God, but we can accept it by faith. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. 
In the morning, they are like grass, which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. God turns every man to death at some point. This is the result of the curse. The wages of sin is death. From dust we were formed, and to dust we will return. We do not know when the reaper will come for us. Now, how do we measure time in eternity? In one sense, it is impossible. For time is part of the creation of our universe. God exists outside of time in eternity. And because of this fact, he has foreknowledge. He sees everything in history as though it has already happened. Like someone in a Manhattan penthouse watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade below. God sees all of the history of the world as a string of events, beginning, middle, and end. But we are like the spectator on the street, watching the parade pass by, one float at a time. Now Moses attempts to give us perspective by saying that, for God, a thousand years is like a day, or a single watch in the night. How brief our history must seem to the one who has existed in ages past before the creation of the universe. God then carries away our days like a flood, and all our works pass away as quickly as a dream. We are like the grass in that arid part of the world that springs up quickly in the morning, but by the end of the day, it's either mowed down or wilted. Verse 7, For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have Set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Now think of how difficult it would have been for Moses to watch at least a million people die over those 40 years in the wilderness. He realized that they had been consumed by the Lord's anger because of their disobedience. There was nothing to shield their sin from God's holy justice. The soul that sinned would surely die. But in Jesus Christ, the wrath of God has passed away from us. The Father placed the burden of our sins upon His Son. Jesus took God's wrath against sin so that we would not have to. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, the wonders of grace toward those who believe in the Son of God. Now, God reveals our secret sins in the light of His countenance. Nothing is hidden from His penetrating gaze. And how we need Him to search our hearts and to show us even those hidden faults to which we are blind. Moses said, we finish our years like a sigh. Our life passes by so quickly before God, like a person breathing out a sigh, and then it's over. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Moses would live to be 120 years old, but generations before him lived much longer. 
And he observed that in his generation, the lifespan was decreasing to 70 or 80 years, which is about what we see today. But the boast of our years is only labor and sorrow. When Jacob appeared before Pharaoh, he said, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the day of their pilgrimage. So even if you could make it to be 130 like Jacob, you'd say, well, my days are few and evil, you know? So it doesn't matter how many days you have, it's going to appear that way when you get to the end of life. Now, many place their hope in retirement, but often by the time you get there, you're either too sick or too tired to enjoy it. That is life. Soon our lives will be cut off and we will fly away. These are the musings of an old man. You see, when you're young, it seems like life lasts forever. But when you're old, you realize how quickly it all passes by. And when the cord of this life is cut, we will be like a ship that is loosed from its moors, and we will fly away. How true this is for those who trust in Christ, because when our spirits depart from our bodies, then we go to be with the Lord. With these thoughts, we ought to comfort ourselves, especially as we enter the elder years. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses could not imagine anyone being able to measure the Lord's anger. Paul, on the other hand, speaks of God's love as being immeasurable. The law came with Moses, but grace and truth with Jesus Christ. As the fear of you, so is your wrath. We fear God in proportion to his wrath, and that is as it should be. The fear of facing God's wrath against our sins should drive us to Jesus Christ. And having then trusted in Christ, we are saved from God's wrath. Nevertheless, we have learned to reverentially fear God and keep his commandments. Moses prays, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There is great wisdom in knowing that our days are indeed limited. We need God's help to number them wisely. Not only our days, but also our minutes should be spent wisely. Time wasted can never be regained. Sadly, we have so many time wasters in our culture it takes a concerted effort and God's help to make the most of our time. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. O satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have seen evil. So despite their disobedience, Moses says, Return, O Lord, and have compassion on your servants. Even though he was angry with them, they were still his servants. And Moses says, Look, we are your servants, so show us your compassion and satisfy us early with your mercy. I can't think of a better way to begin the day than just reflecting in the morning upon the mercy of God and starting the day that way. 
And that is how we then rejoice throughout the day and rejoice in the Lord always. Begin the day with his mercy, rejoice throughout the day, and you will be glad. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now Moses said, Lord, let us see your work. We want to see you doing stuff for us. We want our children to see your glory so that they may see what we have seen and your glory may pass to future generations. Then let your beauty be upon us. I love this, the beauty of the Lord. Moses talks a lot about his wrath, but he also speaks here of his beauty being upon them. And then finally, establish the work of our hands. That's what we want God to do. We want God to establish the work of our hands so that what we bring forth in these limited days that we have will be meaningful both for now and for eternity. And we can certainly see how Moses accomplished that. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 91, where the psalmist celebrates the blessings of abiding in the shelter of the Almighty. There, we find deliverance from the enemy and protection from the deadly pestilence. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible